going on, everybody? Dr. Chris Featherstone here for yet another episode of Unscripted Listeners Tuesday Nights. You know what that means. I have some of the biggest, the baddest, the best wrestlers and talent and draft picks, etc. of today and yesteryear, and tonight is no different. Uh, this guy has been on Unscripted before, but of course, Vince and I, we have three shows a week together. This week, we will have... The Legion of Raw and Unscripted with our friend Bill After. Why is Vince Russo on Unscripted today? And people found out that uh, the Vince Russo is going to be. <laughs> Why is Bill After totally frozen? Like, that's what I want to know. Like, that's that's the oh, question no, of the night. Where you and I are crystal clear. That's right. That's right. I don't know if the internet is bad at the home. I, I don't know what the deal is, bro, but what what are we doing here with Bill uh, Abner, bro? I don't know. He's got the uh, 1960s uh, connection. <laughs> <laughs> well, until until our colleague, uh, Bill, uh, you know, we're all sports Kita colleagues here. Uh, we'll try it again with well, Bill. That might be better. Sure, that might I'm, be better. I, I'm, I'm on my phone now for the that's, first that's time more, I'm here. Yeah, I'm you. I'm usually on my computer. It's great to be with you two. Yes. I am ready for any kind of action, Vince. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. We... Look how handsome he is, bro. Look how handsome Bill is. Well, you have to look at the different views of look wonderful. Look, 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 Bill, Bill, look, man, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you know this, Bill, after, but uh, uh, there was an episode that's, you know, uh, Vince, EC3, and myself, we have, a, we have a weekly show, The Wrestling Outlaws. I love it. Thank you. And uh, there was a uh, we, we just randomly chat and we have we have things that we talk about. But, you know, we go off and we just like you and I, you know, Vince, uh, yeah. Bill, we have great chemistry together. We just talk. We do. So one, one of our one of our just rabbit trail conversations we had was uh, under the topic was was about the topic of man crushes. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So Vince and EC3 were talking about their man crushes. OK. My answer was, I legit don't have a man crush, all right? And they were like, man, why you don't have a man crush? I said, no, I don't have a man crush. And then yesterday, it came as far as Bill After. It was suggested to me, like, is Bill After a man crush to you, Chris? And I said, you know what? You've got a point. I think I do have a man crush to Bill After. So I'm going to tell you now, live, to you that I have a man crush to you, Bill After. I well, I appreciate that, and now, now I'm getting worried. Uh, uh, we're going to be sp- we're going to be spending two nights in a condo in oh. Detroit. <laughs> Think of the internet, yeah. bro. Bro, if you want, bro, bro, if you want a story, if you want a storyline, this how, is a storyline for you. Come, I don't get the sports key to invite to SummerSlam, bro. Because, no we, because sports key to know that you won't step a foot in Detroit. That's exactly yeah. what. No, 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 no. That's why. Hey, bro, can we, Chris? I want to. I want to start. I want to start the show with one thing first. Because, bro, after what what's it been now? 20, 25 years, whatever. Can, bro, can we put something to bed once and for all? Let's do it. Once and for all. Bro, how do I share my screen, Chris? Just hit present and uh, I'll be able to share it. Okay. Let, 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 let's put let's put one thing to bed once once and for all, bro. Okay. Yeah. As soon as all I right. see it, I'll be able to share now, it. Don't bring it up yet. Don't bring it up yet, Chris. Right, let me set this up. 
All right, go ahead. In this, in this bash at the beach by Vice TV, mm-hmm. okay, I made a statement and I've said the same exact thing, bro, from literally 2000, okay? And what I said was my first three months at WCW, the ratings went up. Okay, that's what I said in the documentary. Now, bro, you have been hearing for 25 years of what a failure I was at WCW because Vince McMahon wasn't the filter and I was an absolute failure at WCW. So later on in the show, Dave Meltzer comes on the show and Dave Meltzer says, well, Russo will tell you that the ratings went up his first three months at WCW, but they didn't. They went down. So can you please share the screen, Chris, so we can put this to bed once and for all? Yes, indeed. Okay. Uh, Man, I I don't know if you can read this. I'm going to try. Okay. Okay, guys. We can't see it that much. Push. uh, You have a uh, Windows uh, keyboard. Push Control. Uh, equals the plus sign control, control equals yes equals or plus it's the same thing just push control plus plus equal it's not geometry control plus i did chris that's what is what i'm getting be able to uh put your put your uh cursor on that screen and then okay. push uh control equals that should be able to enlarge the screen oh let me try it here maybe it's here yeah there you go yep now push control equals it should be able to control equals Isn't there just a percentage thing on the top, uh, Chris, that he can do? Uh, that should work, too. Uh, it should be a drop down. Well, I got to do control equals, but then at the same time, I think I got to. No. no. You go up to the top, there should be a go percentage. To go to the top right. right. There should be three dots. And you should see, you should see zoom on the, uh, on the, in the middle. Top right. Top right, top right should be three dots. I don't, I don't have three dots, bro. All right, go ahead and go ahead and set it I up. Will, I, I, no, no, hold on. Email it to me. Send it to me, and I'll, I'll, I'll do it that way. All right, yeah, so let's do, it, let's do it that way. Hold, hold it Can you cut all this out or not? We're live. No, we're, we're live. live. We're live now. We're live. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about that. Okay, it's hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me do it right now to you because we, we need to put this to bed, bro, once and for all. Because I'm so tired of the BS narratives, bro, and it needs to freaking stop. Yeah, because the only the only time, bro, I will say something is the only time I will say something is when I have numbers and facts to back it up. That is okay. the only that's, time. That's so. the right. By the way, one thing that wasn't discussed and all that, I was there that night shooting pictures. You, you may have seen me at ringside there and there were several things that back in those days that i remember they used a photo from wow magazine from when i worked there of you and eric by the dressing room just shaking hands there i was shocked at first to see the two of you together i was like wow i hope this is going to work out and the night uh that the whole bash at the beach took place i was with uh, tim toe who was one of the other editors of wow magazine and we f- we went to Hogan's house that night. Oh and wow! We, 
Yeah, we talked somewhere. He's got the videotape, the audio tape from the interview that we transcribed at WOW. But he went over that thing piece by piece and what he said and what you said and what Eric said. And it was like it would it, it was absolutely amazing. But you'd have to find that uh, issue of WOW magazine for the whole uh, the whole transcript. But it was a part of the way you laid it out. And the part of what they said they laid out, you know, was both both stories there. It was very uh, uh, difficult to see who was, uh, you know, who was in the right at that point. But I remember being at ringside. And when Jeff laid down, I was like, is this something that's supposed to be happening? And Hulk, you know, you could see it on the video. Hulk was looking at me like, what the hell? is going on here like he had no idea what was going to go on so he didn't know jeff was just going to lay down did he yes no. he did yes he did hey, hey i got i got to dump out and come back chris because my screen's all messed up did you get the email yes it's up there it's up yeah it's up there now it's fine right, let me come back let me come back Hold sounds good sounds good yeah but very few uh people and i'm having internet problems uh this this evening too and i don't know why chris but uh i'm on my phone now so you can see me and hear me well the, oh you're good man it's the best okay. the curse uh, that's so <laughs> so the point. thing is that being there that night was one of the most historical and controversial times in the business that i have ever been witness to and mm -hmm. to this day people are still talking about it and debating it just like they did with the montreal screw job I Chris, my screen is messed up, but but is is it is it up on the screen? Because I can't see my screen. I'm getting ten books marks. You can help by sharing. I can't. I, I'm not. I, I don't know what's going on here. Well, Vince, what what what? I mean, do do you know what the numbers? Yeah, I, Chris, you got head? you got it up. Yes, it's up now. Okay, okay. Let, guys, let, let, let let's just put this to bed once and for all. Mm -hmm. So I said on the show, my first three months at WCW, the numbers went up. Dave Meltzer comes on and says, well, Vince will tell you the numbers went up, but they didn't. They went down. Yeah. Here are the numbers, guys. Anybody, and th this, is, this is the failure I was at WCW my first three months. You first see, bro, this first graphic is the first six months, the, 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 the six months prior to me and Ed coming into WCW. Okay, these are the six months before we came in. The average rating is 3.17. Okay, here's the 13 weeks, the first 13 weeks with Ed Ferrara and myself. The average rating is 3.21. So, yes, bro, the ratings did indeed go up the first three months that we the first 13 shows we were there three months so not only did we stop the bleeding but the numbers were indeed going up okay bro then we have when russo and ferrara leave we have one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven weeks after we leave the rating is down to 2.78 okay these are the facts, bro. Not not the BS you've heard, not the spins that you've heard. These are the numbers of my first three months at WCW. They are there on the internet for anybody to look up. You got the dates you could see for yourself.
The six weeks before we got there, 3.17 was the average. The 13 weeks when we were there, 3.21 is the average. The 11 weeks after we left, 2.78 was the average. So let's let's stop with the BS and let's stop with the spins and let's stop with making up freaking numbers. Those are the facts. So if I came in and the last six six weeks, WCW was averaging a 3.17, and in the next 13 weeks, Ed and I stopped the bleeding, and the number is now a 3.21. If you guys think that's a failure, then obviously you've 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 bought into the BS narrative, and there's not there's really no sense in us even speaking at all. Bill, your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, the facts are are the facts. And Vince, you know, twenty three years later, you're still as passionate about this thing, almost like it happened yesterday. People, because Bill, you know, people Bill, always bring it up. Bill, I, I, I get passionate. Bro, you can say whatever you want about me. Like, we, yeah, all, yeah. We, we all have opinions of everything. You can say whatever you want about me. You could say whatever you want about my writing. Don't lie, bro. Don't yeah. lie. Yeah. When, when, yeah. when you lie, that's what upsets me. And this mm -hmm. narrative has been built by people like Dave Meltzer and, and the, 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 the dirt sheet community about what a failure I was because Vince McMahon was, was the great filter. Bro, looking at that numbers, that doesn't look like a failure to me. Ed and I knew they were on a downward spiral. And we knew going in, bro, we number one, we got to stop the bleeding. You got to put put your finger in the dike. We've got to stop the bleeding. Sure. And then and then the plan was, bro, we need to tear down everything that they're doing and we need to build a brand new foundation. Over those 13 shows, that is exactly what we were doing. So seriously, bro, stop coming at me with BS and lies because I do not say anything, bro, unless I know I have the factual numbers and the facts to so you can back, back up, it up what I'm saying. Yeah, so you can back it up. So just out of curiosity, now that it's, again, 23 years later, the players in this whole scene, Jeff Jarrett, Eric Bischoff, and even Hogan, have you discussed this with any of those parties through the years? What the numbers? No, not the numbers. The whole thing that, no, that you know, went you know, down. Bill, here, here's what's BS. Can, can I tell you what's BS? And, and, you know, Bill, you understand this because you, you, you're an East Coast guy like me. Yeah. Here's here's what what's absolutely BS. Okay. People gotta got gotta understand, bro. With you know, with with people like, you know, Jim, I'm going to take Jim Cornette and Eric Bischoff, for instance. OK, here's what people don't understand, bro. I I worked with Eric Bischoff and and Jim Cornette. OK. And, you know, when, when I left WWE, Jim Cornette's working with me the whole time at WWE. And everything's fine, bro. Everything's hunky-dory. The minute I left the WWE, 
Jim Cornette leaves a leaves a voicemail on my we we had you know machines back then left yeah. a voicemail on my mas- machine threatening to kill me and my entire family that my kids heard when they were at a very young age. So Jim Cornette hates Vince Russo, hates Vince Russo. Oh, here's the funny thing, though, bro. There's a pattern here with these people. Guess what, Bill? Then we work together at TNA. We work together. I am producing the man in the back. Does Jim Cornette ever say anything to my face, bro? Is there any confrontation to me, to my face? No, absolutely not. But what happens, bro? As soon as Cornette is let go from TNA, oh, now we're going to get on the Vince Russo bandwagon all over again. Same exact story with Eric Bischoff, bro. So Eric and I were working together. Bash at the beach happens. Uh, Okay, bro, when, when WCW is dead, Now Eric Bischoff hates my guts. Oh, guess what, bro? Now I'm working together with Eric Bischoff at TNA. The whole time I'm working together with Eric Bischoff at TNA, he says nothing to my face. There is never an issue with Hulk Hogan. Oh, but what happens when Vince and Eric are no longer at TNA anymore, oh, now I'm going to go on the internet, and now I'm going to go on on Spice TV, on on Vice TV, and now I'm going to very bury Vince Russo all over again. The fact of the matter is, during all of this, the the times when I worked with both of these individuals, bro, they had years to confront me and say something to my face, man to man, never one time. It, it's it's always when we're not working together that, oh, let, let's bury Vince. Let's call him a, 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 a pathological liar. He doesn't have a creative bone in his body, yada, yada, yada. Meanwhile, both of these individuals had ample time Ample time to confront me while we work together. Absolutely nothing, zero. See, the difference between me and Eric Bischoff is, and it'll be clear when people watch this Vice documentary, bro, I'm 62 years old. I am a grandfather. Eric is older than me. If you watch this documentary, guys, you will clearly see. I saw it, by the way. Okay, Bill, Bill, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. I am talking about what happened. I am talking about the incident. Never once, never once do I talk badly about Eric Bischoff. Do I talk negatively about Hulk Hogan? Do I call them names like? Well, oh, wait, no, wait, I- wait, 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 wait. The the Hulk Hogan thing. Of course, that tirade that you had in the no, ring no, I'm event. talking about on the show. Now, I'm talking about oh, okay. now in, oh, in 2023. Okay, yeah. okay. Never once do I say a bad thing about them. Do I discredit them? Do I bury them? Never once. 
But Eric goes on there, a 63-year-old guy, like we are back in the third grade. And I'm going to I'm gonna say, oh, I guess Vince didn't get attention when he was a kid. Uh, Vince is a, uh, a, 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 a pathological liar. Uh, Vince Russo doesn't have a creative bone in his body. Bro, you know what? I'm not in the third grade anymore. And and I'm not I'm not going to go on national television and insult you and call you names like I'm a freaking child. Okay, I went on that show very professional and I stated the case. And that's that in a nutshell, Bill, is what I hate about the wrestling business and the people in the wrestling business business, bro. They're con men, they're connies, carnies, they're liars, they're politicians. And that's why I got out of the wrestling business. So at the end of the day, okay, I I go on this show. I handle myself like a professional. I'm not calling anybody names, but holy crap. Bro. Are, 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 is Eric, is Eric Bischoff going to be insulting me when he's 80 years old, bro? Like, seriously, man? Not sure. Vince, I got a question for you. So with the numbers that you showed there, WCW being less before and after you were there, do you feel like people in the WCW, like a Bischoff, like a Hogan, like, you know, anyone who was around that, and, and the fans as well, do you feel like you're you are the scapegoat from a WCW product that was already dwindling down and, and going and losing at that point consecutively against the WWE? I, I, I don't. I, yeah, I don't believe that, Chris, because anybody listen, anybody with a brain in their heads, if, if you guys think WC, you know, WCW went out of business because of creative and things that Vince Russo did on a television show. I, I mean, bro, you, you honestly can't, can't be that sharp. So, so I, you know, no, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe people with intelligence uh, believe that at all. And, and Eric even said that in this show, like, Bro, Bash at the Beach was not the nail in the coffin of no. WCW. I mean, it was, it's, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it was written on the wall, bro. When, when the merger was made, they did no longer want to be in the wrestling business. Yeah, that they had said, they had said that. I mean, the, the, the executives at Turner at that point were like, you know, we, they didn't want to have wrestling anymore. And I remember when Eric was, you know, trying to uh, sell uh, WCW off to some other companies and stuff like that. He wanted to keep it running, but the TV Turner people didn't want to have wrestling on their TV show anymore on their right. station. Right. Yeah. So when, when, when Bischoff said that he was hired back to oversee you and he, and he kept saying that, how did that make you feel hearing that? Chris, he, he, I bro, you got to understand something. I wrote a book back in 2002 uh, you know, WCW, how WCW killed, bro. I told the same exact story from men. You got to understand, bro. When Brad Siegel had me and Eric work together. Okay, bro. Brad never told me what the roles were. He never did. Now, bro, I, I did, could Brad Siegel have told Eric 
you're overseeing Vince Russo. I don't know how that conversation went, bro. I wasn't there. All I know is Brad Siegel never said that to me. He never said, oh, Eric Bischoff's your boss. You're going to be reporting to Eric Bischoff. The way he presented it to me was, I want you and Eric to work together. So Eric mm-hmm. keeps throwing out that I was there to oversee Vince. I was there. Bro, if you were there to oversee me, you you did a pretty shitty job, bro, because you didn't know that Booker T and Jeff Jarrett were having a match that night and Booker was going to be the champion and you were overseeing me and you didn't know that, bro? Man, I got to tell you, bro, if you were overseeing me, you were doing an awful job, bro. Yeah, Chris, I think we I think we we should somewhere down the next few weeks also have Eric Bischoff on here too because oh. that Vince, Vince has brought up, you know, some things here that I think the fans really that we need to know. Sure, sure. Yeah. So let's let's go yeah. back to the incident real quick uh before we go. So basically what was presented and I mean, you and I have talked Vince many times about, you know, what you your what you saw from the incident. So from what Darkseid presented, it was Booker T at the end of the day, Booker T is the one that's over. He he's, yeah. he is the chosen person out of And, all. bro, everybody knows this. It, it, it was on paper. Everybody got the format. There was a production meeting before the show, you know, like there was. Every, everybody in the building knew Jeff Jarrett and Booker T were having the match at the end and Booker was going over. Because, bro, you got to be prepared. Pyro and all that stuff. Everybody in the building. Got to be in advance. Yes. Everybody in the – that was not a secret to anybody, bro. So the route became complex, though. So So basically – so so basically Jarrett – Jarrett was going to run roughshod over legends. That was that was the chosen one gimmick. He was going to plow through legends. Yes, kind of kind of like the legend killer with, with yeah. Orton. You know, a few years. Brandy ago. Orton. Sure. Yeah. So so basically, he was going to kill some legends in order to gain more steam to make Booker look better because yes. he's the one that is basically virgin when it came to being in the world championships. Yep. Yes. So that was the plan. That's that's how it's mapped out. So basically, you came up with a script. You said that you're going to look strong, Hogan, but you're not going there. With, you're not leaving with the championship. Yeah, John, Johnny, Johnny Ace was the go-between, Chris. So okay. I, I had to write the script. And keep in mind, with this script I'm writing, the last match is Jarrett and, and Booker T. Okay. It's, the, the show is written. So I give the first the first script to uh, uh, Laurinaitis because okay. Laurinaitis had to present it to Hulk. I, I got back the, that doesn't work for me, brother. Okay, bro. No problem. I work did on. He give your, did he give you a reason or he just straight up? Did, did just, just did this. Is no, not it work. never really went directly from you to Hogan. It no, 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 no. In the no, middle. Okay. No. Because the way I saw it on dark side, it looked like it was you, Eric and Hulk. No, that that's, that's the night of Bill. Okay. Of, yeah. Okay. So then, bro, I write the second script where I make Hulk look even stronger, but he doesn't win the belt. Mm-hmm. Ice presented to Hulk. Laurinaitis comes back to me and says, Vince, Hulk says he's fine with that. So now, what was bro, Snyder's role in this, though? Uh, 
You what mentioned you mean? Steiner too. Well, Steiner and Jeff were kind of together at that point. They yeah. had a little gimmick. So like Hogan like wound up killing everybody, but not winning the title. Now, was he going to do a run? Was Steiner going to do a run in? What what was he supposed Bob, to do? I, I, I can't remember the specifics. Okay. I wish so whatever, I could. Whatever it was, Hogan yeah. was game for it. And Hogan tells Laurinaitis, fine, no problem. Johnny calls me and tells me that, okay? okay. See, bro, here's what I didn't know now. Here's the thing. I found this out in the deposition months later. After Hogan told Laurinaitis he was good with it, bro, Hogan's attorney sent a fax to the WCW office after closing hours on Friday. Bro, the pay-per-view is Sunday. Sends a fax to the office after closing hours stating Hulk Hogan was going to play his creative control card and he was not going to do what was written. Hmm. Friday after the office is closed and everybody's on their way to Bash at the Beach. So nobody saw this uh, fax prior to the show on Sunday. I found that out in a deposition, you know, months later. I didn't even know that. Gotcha. So what I'm saying is he agreed to it. And then had his attorney write a letter, send it to WCW when nobody's there saying, nah, bro, I'm not going to do it. I got a question for you, yeah, only bro. because I know we're running out of time. It has nothing to do with this directly. But several weeks ago and a lot of times when I see, uh, you know, I know your love and passion for what the business was. And you're always kind of yelling and screaming about how much you hate the bit. Why are you doing this? And you hate the business. What was the best thing about the wrestling business for you? When was it? And was it a time that you wish you could go back to again? 2012 when I left. When you left? Yeah. But what was the best? That was it. Leaving I'm not saying when you left. What was the good time of it? What, what What was a couple of moments that were good for you that you went home and went like, that was a great show. That was a great angle. That was a. Really? So why did you stay? Why did you continue to do it? Because I had a family, Bill. I know that. I know. I mean that that that's why. I I mean I I I I I I had a family, and that I had a support, and and this was my job. Yeah. So so when you left WWE, why did you come back to the wrestling business? Why did you come back? Wait, say wait. Oh oh, bro. Seriously, what happened was. I left the wrestling business and well, I, I I didn't leave the wrestling business, bro. I was working for WCW, then WCW shut its doors. Then WCW went out of business. So I did not have a job. So that's why Jeff, who was my best friend at the right, time, right, said to me, bro, I'm starting this TNA and I really want you to come and write for me. So that was a whole different story, bro. Cause this was my friend and this, this was, this was a whole new company. And bro, listen to answer Bill's questions, bro. The early years of TNA. Yeah. yeah, Pre Hogan and Bischoff. Those were good times, bro. The, the, what that, about that, what about your days back at WWF magazine? I mean, that no, no, bro. bro the, the, yeah. attitude, the attitude yeah. era was fine, bro, yeah. because we were all working together. It was a yeah. family atmosphere. 
you right. know, Vince, Vince McMahon definitely had my back, bro. So politics couldn't come into play. He he protected me very well. So that that, that was a good time. I, I'd say, bro, the, the day I left the WWE and went to WCW like that, that was kind of the beginning of the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But WCW is where you made the most money out of. Yes. For two years, yeah, yeah, and were you were you happy there most of the time? WCW, most of the well, some uh, of the time, I was miserable at, from day one. At from day one, day wow. one, bro. Day wow. one. So, did you ever think about just walking out and doing something else? At WCW, no, I both with the whole wrestling career. Yeah, thing. bro, bro, bro. Here, here's what people don't understand. When I went to WCW, Bill, Bill, they offered me a three year contract. Right. And I said, no, I'm doing this for two years and then I'm going to be done with it because my plan was, bro, to do, do WCW for two years, save, literally save that money and then be able to go do something else. What happened, Bill, to be honest with you, if my, my personal business, if you go back and, and look during that time, bro, the stock market crashed. Yeah, everything I made in WCW, I lost. Mm. Right, so I was back to peg one, square one, and that's when Jeff was starting TNA. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I guess the last part of this, from just for me to know, and people are curious, was there a second career in your mind? I remember you had video stores and all this uh, kind no, of bro, stuff. Bro, my, my whole plan was like, you know, bro, when I was in college. My yeah. whole plan was, bro, I'm going to L.A. and I'm going to make it as a writer. Okay. What what threw a monkey wrench into that, Bill, was I met my wife in college. And my mm -hmm. wife lived in Indiana. So I had a decision to make. And the decision I made was I got married when I was 22 years old. Mm -hmm. So the 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 L.A. dream uh, was was kind of over. Because yeah. now I had a wife and, you know, the whole, you know, life was happening. So that's why that, that never happened. I never, I never pursued a job of being a t wrestling writer. Hmm. It just happened, bro. I, I, I got the job at the magazine, bro, because my video stores went out of business. I needed really? a job. I thought, uh, bro, wrestling will be cool to get into. So I, you know, I, I started freelancing. I got my foot in the door. I got, I, I was hired as the editor of the magazine. I was completely happy doing that. Yeah. The problem was the, 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 the product started going in the crapper. I was very outspoken for, with all the things that were wrong with it. So Vince McMahon kind of said, okay, big shot, put your money where your mouth is. A and I did. Hmm. Yeah. Vince Russo. Vince Russo. Yeah. Love you, brother. Love you too. Me too. Ran over. All right. Ladies I can't believe we ran over, bro, because we didn't even talk <laughs> about the the the, the best. And, and there's there's just so many things to talk about. We didn't even get to talk about anything. Uh, it's, all, it's all good, man. You you uh you had a uh 30-minute therapy session. And I will <laughs> say this though, bro, and I've said this at any time. Okay. You you can watch that episode. Hogan and Bischoff knew everything. That was happening, including my promo. We, we were we were all on the same page. I have said, bro, publicly a million times, bro. Let's make this real simple. 
Hook me up to a lie detector test. <laughs> real, real simple, bro. Hook me up to one. I'll take one tomorrow. Hook me up to one and I will lay out because people got to ask themselves this question. First of all, real quick, real quick, Chris. First of all, Eric says he was overseeing me. Okay, bro, you were overseeing me and you did not know that Eric, I mean, that Booker T and Jeff Jarrett were having a match that night. So ask Eric one simple question. This is all you have to ask him, bro. Okay, Eric. If you guys didn't know that was going to happen and, you know, you 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 guys left and that was the plan. Okay, Eric, then what was the main event that night? What was the main event? Bro, if it, if it wasn't Booker and Jeff Jarrett, which you knew nothing about, what was the main event that what, what Was there a main event that night? I think it, I think they, from what I heard from the dark side, they knew that it was supposed to be Hogan and Jarrett the screwy finish and then uh jared so it was supposed to be a tournament that ended at halloween havoc right and then hogan comes in and the tournament finals and no say, bro that's 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 the story they pitched to me so he said that's they, the they story pitched they pitched to me seagull approved it that's what seagull yeah was. they did all that behind my back okay so then I went in there and they pitched this to me. And like I said in the documentary, in my mind, I'm like, Hogan's not leaving here with the belt. Mm -hmm. So the one thing Hogan said to me, Chris, real quick, because it's important, is he said, brother, if this was a shoot, and that's where it opened the door for me. And I said, brother, if this was a shoot, let me tell you how it would go down. Okay, I would go to my friend, Jeff Jarrett. I would tell Jeff Jarrett, you're playing your creative control card. F Hulk Hogan, I would tell Jeff Jarrett to lay down for you in the middle of the ring, okay? You would cover Je Jeff Jarrett, one, two, three. You would be so pissed off, bro, that you and Eric would leave the, the, the building. The reason you're leaving the building, bro, is because I've got to go out there and cut a scathing promo on you so I can make sense out of the Jeff Jarrett Booker T match. I said, so then I'm going to go out there, cut a scathing promo on you. Booker and Jeff are going to have their match. Booker's going to go over and be champion. And this is the part, bro, that probably the most important part that they did not put in this documentary, I don't know. Bill After knows Hogan and he's known him for many years. Chris, when Hulk gets excited about something, his eyes become real wide. Yep. And after I laid it out, I said, I, he said to me, Oh, brother, I like that. This was his exact words, bro, on my my dead mother, my dead grandmother, my my children and my wife. Oh, brother, that'll be great. Then Booker will have a title, and I'll have a title, and we can have a match. And I said to him at that point, Hulk, we can discuss all of that after television. We, we got we got to do this show tonight. I will call you when we get back. Bro, I had every intention of calling Hulk to talk about, okay, bro, where do we go from here? When I got back to the office, Siegel called me in his office. Vince, what happened? I laid everything out. He said, how'd you leave it with Hulk? I said, Bill, I'm supposed to call him. Siegel tells me, Vince, you cannot call Hulk Hogan because we can't afford to put him on television. Therefore, I never made that phone call to Hulk.
That's why he got pissed, bro. That's why he sued me for defamation of character because I never called him when I said I was going to call him. And, And bro, I had every intention of calling him. And bro, honestly, I should have called him. Even though Brad Siegel said, don't call him, bro. This is this guy's running TBS and TNT. Mm-hmm. He's telling me, don't call Hulk because we can't afford to pay him. Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do, bro? That's the story. People can believe it. They cannot believe it. I don't get, bro. If you think I'm going to lie over wrestling, you, 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 you got loose screws in your head, bro. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. The the forgotten phone call heard around the world, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, indeed. All right. Well, Vince Russo, Bill After, this is probably I've been doing unscripted uh for like three years now. Uh this was the hottest, most this was unscripted. This was unscripted. That Vince Russo equals ratings. <laughs> no, you know who equals ratings, Bill? You know who equals beside you? Tiny Tim, bro. Tiny Tim. Oh. The great tiny Tim. Right? Tiny Tim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I do you know I knew Tiny very I well. know, Bill. That's why I brought yeah. it up because I yeah. told you I was a Tiny Tim Mark, and then you told me you met Tiny Tim, and I really marked out then. I knew him really well. Yes, really uh, well. Rest is still. Rest is But for another unscripted. Yes. yes. We'll yeah, do an unscripted on Tiny Tim and Pee Wee Herman. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, the late great Pee Wee Herman, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out to uh, you know prayers go to the family of Pee Wee Herman and Adrian Street as well. Yeah. 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 What a great guy and what a great technical. You know, when we talk, you talk about people who knew how to do the technical part of wrestling. He was right up there. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Vince Russo, Bill Laughter. I'm Dr. Chris. This is Unscripted, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good night, everybody. Solo. See you at the matches.